0: This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Join them. My name is Gary Butterfield
1: My name is Cole Ross
0: And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs It is a Games Club podcast
1: And this week we are talking about Hotline Miami Which is an action game developed by Donation Games And published by Devolver Digital For the PC and various other systems starting in 2012
0: Yeah, I brought this to our doorstep
1: You did, this is a Gary vanity pick
0: Yeah, uh, partly tactically Because it's a short bite-sized game Mm -hmm. and next month is super spiced uh, and the end of this month is not unspiced Mm -hmm. and uh, partly just because I I wanted an excuse to replay it and I like this game and I I have a lot of affection for this era of indie games yeah, because it was when I got into indie games. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, during the dispatch last week, we somebody asked us what shows on the network they're retired that somebody should listen to, and I feel really bad because I forgot about check it out, Comrade. Yeah., uh, Nick's show that I did with Nick and then he did with Brayton
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, where I first you know learned about these hotline Miami games. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Nick is great. yeah, so Nick is great on the network
1: yeah. yeah. um, but yeah, I also enjoy this game. Um, I, I, I think that this is kind of one of those things where the, uh, both the play and the aesthetic and story are all extremely on point, you know, yeah, like holistically, like um, all of the elements of this are working on very good levels. Um, you know, especially yes. like when it is like to, like to my taste, I also feel like this is a really influential game, uh, aesthetically as well.
0: Yeah, and, it, and it's it's incredibly focused. It's yes. focused and holistic in in a way that if this is the stuff that speaks to you, this is like a laser-guided missile to your heart. Mm-hmm. If this is something that repulses you, boy, is it going to repulse you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's not outside the purview of it. Mm-hmm. You so know. This is meant to be kind of queasy uh, in a way that was, you know, when you said influential, um, kind of ahead of its time, both in terms of games and in terms of like, quote-unquote, the aesthetic yeah uh you know th- this was an early uh kind of queasy VHS mm-hmm. paper wave synth kind yeah. of expression
1: It definitely predated like the saturation of that of, of that kind of aesthetic these uh they, yeah. these guys had their had their finger on a pulse that uh i you know I, I definitely wasn't aware of, you know
0: Mm-mm. yeah, no, I didn't know I needed mm-hmm. um it is a top known top known action game. Uh, You play as an unnamed protagonist, who we refer to as Jacket, because he wears a jacket. There's a later protagonist as well, who's Mm -hmm. named for clothing, but we don't actually get uh, who they are. Mm -hmm. And uh, you receive mysterious messages on an answer machine that are assassination targets that are directing you to kill people. Yeah. Um, We say top-down action game. It's kind of like a dual-stick shooter, but with a lot of wrinkles to it. Yes
1: yeah like uh facing really matters uh it is really fast and loose uh i have not necessarily played a lot of things that feel exactly like this
0: no it, it it's pretty unique in mm-hmm. feel and it, it's it is something you have to get over that feeling because it doesn't feel like any other video game yeah really
1: no uh um, this takes place, uh, in an alternate history. Uh, it is 1989 in Miami. Uh, it's not necessarily clear that it is a uh, alternate history until you kind of get toward the end. Uh, and everything is extremely heightened. Uh, the, 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 the aesthetic of it, everything is, is, is neon. Um, everything, uh, is super brutal. <laughs> uh yeah 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 i mean queasy is the word we're going to keep coming back to but like everything about this uh uh you know kind of setting and presentation you are rolling around in this criminal underworld that is also um you know it just uh, even more pronounced than what we got in like vice city right
0: yes it's very specifically kind of like oily and they do a lot of things to make this even more than the aesthetic like even the feel no, um, like the screen kind of like lurches when you move. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's a whole feeling of being kind of out of your head. Yeah, uh, with this, um, it's divided into chapters. Each chapter uh, has you going into a building with a floor or two full of people that you need to kill. Uh, there are some people you can spare. Mm-hmm. You know, from time to time, who are innocent, but generally it's clean sweeps. Yes, is what you're looking for.
1: Yeah, you're going through and you are turning each house into a slaughterhouse. <laughs> uh, you are initially unarmed. You can attack with your bare hands. Uh, you can also pick up melee weapons uh, to either swing or throw, uh, and you can attack with firearms, uh, which you can also throw as well.
0: Yeah, and melee weapons uh, are actually more different than initially it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, there's no stamina or anything, but there's a cooldown mm-hmm. uh, between swings depending on the size of your weapon. Yeah, there's so, also range. Uh, when, yeah, yep. So when you're using these, there is a timing element Mm -hmm. to it, uh, which we'll we'll get into when we start talking. We'll talk a little bit later later about how this holistically kind of coheres into a rhythm Mm -hmm. kind kind of experience.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. If you throw a blunt item at an enemy, they only get knocked down. So you have to move it into an execution, uh, which takes some time, and you are vulnerable. Mm -hmm. while you do this so you're going to want to you know kill if you can Mm -hmm. um the same goes if you open a door and slam it onto a guard that's passing yeah um they'll be knocked down but not killed and Mm -hmm. this is no big deal if they're by themselves and a pretty big deal if uh if they're not
1: yeah um it ends up uh you know being oh we'll we'll talk about the your, your your approaches later on uh that ends up being kind of your uh opening gambit or at least it was for me is leading you know Figuring out who I should take out with a door slam and, you know, yeah. what I could do with a period of time when they were immediately down and maybe the other people aren't or aware of me or hopefully uh, won't be aware of me. Um, Fast
0: paced triage is kind of the the core loop of this.
1: Yeah. Uh, You swing your uh, facing around uh, and your aim by either moving the, uh, the mouse uh, with its uh, kind of crosshair or your right analog stick around, kind of depending on the system that you're playing it on. Uh, This does take uh, getting used to, uh, to, you know, to both do this, you know, to both attack people with precision and also attack them quickly. Uh, uh, It'll be, Good to figure this out though, because at least I found the um um <laughs> I found the lock on mechanic to be really spotty. Uh, I played this on the Switch. I really wanted to play this on the PC because I like when I initially played it th- played th- played this. It was with a mouse and it worked for me. Uh, Mm -hmm. not, not the case this time I couldn't get any version of Hotland Miami to run on my PC. So switch for me. And I had a real hard time getting over the, uh, the difficulty curve of learning to play this with the analog stick.
0: Yeah. I ended up playing it on switch as well, uh, and, and got used to it and up being fine. Mm -hmm. Um, even on, on the PC, like I found lock on to be a little bit of a trap Mm -hmm. when I first played it, you know, you need to be adjusting targets quicker than that. Like this is a Twitch action game. Yeah you know, more than anything. Um, enemies kind of to help us out. Enemies behave pretty predict predictably. Um, some will just stand still. Some will patrol the perimeters of the room. Some act kind of like Roombas, like trying to cover the room. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a die based chance whether they hear gunshots. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, you know, there's no listening range or anything. This game isn't trying to model. Yeah. Uh, any kind of behavior. No, <laughs> um, which is, which is something that you know you have to get over. Like if you're expecting this to be like a stealth game or a thing where you are, you know, you can sometimes attract an enemy by mm-hmm. firing a gun. Sometimes they just won't hear it because they're video game obstacles. They're like the ghost in Pac Man. Yeah, they're not really, you know, and that is that plays into the kind of theming and aesthetic of this like they're not supposed to act like people.
1: Yeah. They don't uh, react you know. to corpses, right? There's no yeah. like, you know, hitman consideration. Uh, you know, for 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 the stealth on this, there is stealth, but it doesn't operate on that level. So you know, yes. I just would just put on the mask that let me kill with doors, and then just lure people over and kill, uh, kill them with the door, mm-hmm. and nobody thought it was uh, uh, strange at all that there the was, door, yeah, there's you know, I'm nobody thought get it was that strange that at all. There's just a just a pile of bodies right in front of the door. You <laughs> there's know. something
0: wrong with the bathroom. Yeah, door. Um, no <laughs> yeah yeah yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. uh so uh a big uh, important part of this is uh that enemies will die in a single hit if you hit them with a weapon um or uh, or a gun uh same thing happens for you uh you die in a single attack uh for and for the
0: most part there yeah. there's a mask that will always give you a guaranteed mm-hmm. uh, bullet to soak, and there's a chance when a bullet hits you that you won't die gotcha. Uh, that you can soak a bullet again. It's a die roll though. Mm-hmm. So it's not yeah. something you're meant to rely on and it's not something that is deterministic. Like you can't plan around this at all. Mm-hmm. It's just a little grace note to kind of support the kind of action this game. Yes. Monster to, to endeavor.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, having just one hit point would be a huge bummer, uh, if not for like, the core thing that makes this mechanically work, uh, which is the extremely rapid iteration loop. Uh, this yes. pulls kind of a page from the Super Meat Boy uh, k- 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 kind of uh, uh, school. Uh, that's a mm-hmm. game that I can think of before this that did that did something really similar, which is immediately when you die, uh, the level just resets and it puts you back, it l- puts you back at the beginning of the floor you're on, uh, so you can make another approach. There is no waiting in between attempts,
0: which would have killed the game. Yes, uh, even even a couple seconds, you know, a tooltip would have killed the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. it needs to be really really quick because you you are basically like thinking out scenarios almost and testing and doing rapid iteration on these scenarios that are uh, like a weird you know when we covered uh, Max Payne yeah i was like oh with with quick save that's what max payne plays like this time i played it i was like oh this has a lot in common with a super hot yeah as well it's just happening faster mm mm-hmm. mhm Like you are trying to execute this order of operations in a room, uh, and it doesn't. You're not scored on deaths Mm -hmm. in this. We'll we'll talk about the scoring system in a little bit, but deaths don't factor in. You can die. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Yeah. Um. You are meant to. You have to die over and over and over until you just pull off this like effortless. You know really really cool really really fast-paced action scene Mm -hmm. that is that that
1: that is half the result of planning like okay i've killed these people in the right order and half okay i just i happen to either get lucky with the way the enemies behaved or i just skillfully did the inputs to you know react to this thing that went against plan right you know this person who came in yeah
0: yeah and and that's you know ordinarily like a twitch-based action game is not my thing but i you know i love this game mm-hmm. um you know and we'll, we'll get into the scoring system like i don't engage with it yeah, on yeah. that level mm-hmm. so it's, it's not enough to make me want to be graded by a video game but yeah um it sounds like we're talking about something that is kind of mindless like a mindless slasher or something but it, it's really not um you know we you're doing these order of operations you have to do your timing mm-hmm. um in terms of melee swings ammo count is really important. The different guns have different qualities that are really important. Like you're usually trading accuracy for ammo for spread. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in kind of a way that is really well balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, you're making tactical decisions about what weapons you want to bring up to the next floor. Yes. You know what do you want to start with? Mm-hmm. Uh, every time it's really neat.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and you're you know like like a lot of this is about is about figuring not just the order of operations within a room, but like what route ra- you know. You're, generally, these are pretty open. Uh, what order am I going to take the rooms in? What is my path through this going to be? Uh, you yeah. know, how do I make sure that you know I don't just like stay pinned to a corner and just wait for people, but also don't like aggro too many people or you know aggro this one person who may be like at the very far corner of my extended look uh who may just turn and immediately shoot me with a shotgun. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and it supports different ways of playing this. You can play this like a slightly slower paced, you know, puzzle game where you're scouting out and you're considering different options mm-hmm. to make this one perfect run. You're also encouraged to dive in and improvise yeah and just iterate you know incredibly rapidly and it supports both mm-hmm. um especially in the first one the sequel changes us a little bit yeah um but the uh the first one it supports both those very well yeah um whenever you're at work whenever <laughs> your, your book uniform <laughs> is a rubber animal mask uh-huh. um and you get these as rewards uh for beating stages or finding secrets and they have different powers um so it's kind of like a perk yeah you can equip Mm-hmm. Um this is either you can there are certain ones that are better for certain stages or certain ones that are better for your approaches. Yeah, you know. So they they all kind of lend themselves to things and then there's a series of like kind of easter egg mm-hmm. ones. But if you want to like move quicker or you want to survive one shot or you mm-hmm. want to start with a knife. Um these are all things you can do.
1: Yes. Um and I like that system quite a bit. I love like mm-hmm. just scrolling through these things, like getting a new one is always fun. You know, very often it would be one that like, oh, that doesn't suit my style of play. Uh, But I can, you know, imagine how that would, you know, affect things. Even though I'm going to stick with the Don Juan mask that lets me kill with doors, you know.
0: I I was Tony. I was the tiger. Oh, yeah. The whole game. I did the lethal fists. Gotcha. uh, For the uh, for basically the whole game with a a couple jumps into uh, starts with a knife okay the the knife is incredible Mm -hmm. and then uh for a couple of them that were particularly difficult uh, can take a bullet
1: yeah yeah i I also use the unicorn mask um but i forget with that uh with with that conferred hotline miami unicorn a mask that'll probably pull it up uh peter uh and they'll have names yeah uh and the names are oftentimes like little like uh winking allusions to stuff Uh, Oh, that's the one where uh, guns get their noise uh, reduced. So, yeah, useful. Yeah, Uh, so it's like getting a silencer for your guns doesn't like entirely silence it, but that cuts both ways too. Because oftentimes, you know, you will want to force people to charge and to disinvite. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, like uh, some of them end up being uh, trade offs as well.
0: A weird also element I just want to make sure we don't gloss over because it's really important to the loop of this mm-hmm. is that uh, weapon drops are randomized. Yes. In the game. Um, so, you know, you, you can use that unicorn mask so you're quiet. There are silenced pistols mm-hmm. you can get from time to time. And sometimes those aren't randomized. Like the first level where they introduce them mm-hmm. it's locked in. But you don't know whether you're going to get that. Yeah. So by using the mask, what you're doing is asserting a level of control over the randomness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I do the Tony the Tiger mask, I was doing it so uh, I didn't have to find a weapon before I could start in on things. Yes. You know, I d- I didn't want to have to do that execution move. As much as those are kind of brutal and satisfying, mm-hmm. I didn't want that vulnerability. Yeah. But if you're doing, you know, uh, there's like one that's like starts with an Uzi, mm-hmm. and like the level might not have Uzi; it might just have those shitty shotguns and only have two bullets. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I want I want to always have an Uzi. Mm-hmm. Um. There is a, uh, a grading system, as we mentioned,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and you're graded on different, uh, multiple different vectors. So you can play this for score if you want. I am a pretty consistent like C plus.
1: Yep. Uh,
0: Miami player. <laughs> just, uh,
1: C gets a degree, baby.
0: Yeah, I like, get degrees without Hotline Miami. Yeah. Um, I've never played this for score. I definitely played to try to do cool things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the scoring system in this is uh, esoteric, you know, at, at best. Charitably yeah. esoteric
1: you know we don't have to go through all of these but you know that there there are lots of different uh, axes on this and it is you know really looking at you with a pretty with a, with a pretty high like level of granularity um and it is mm-hmm. encouraging um you know not just like highly difficult behaviors but, uh, but, but like a variety of behaviors mm-hmm. it's almost scored a little bit like um tony hawk actually yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: I, by just repeating the same thing over and over you are not doing your your score a favor, yeah. Because you're uh, doing the same kind of kill. You're not getting very much uh, kind of flexibility. Mm-hmm. You're probably not getting a lot of combos because you're you're waiting. Um, you're not getting a lot of boldness, uh, and it probably takes a while. takes a while yeah. to do that. That's fine. That's super valid to me. That's how I played all of Hotline Miami too. Mm-hmm. You know, I treat them all as slow paced puzzles to try to figure out how to get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, but it, it's something the game wants to discourage it wants to encourage you just to dive in. Yeah, but you know, we here at Duckfeed are fine <laughs> with the intrinsic rewards of taking something slow. Like I'm happy to play rock band songs to get through them rather than for score.
1: Yeah, yeah. Of the criteria, boldness is the most interesting one to me, uh, which is points mm-hmm. for doing dangerous things, um, specifically uh, kills uh, while you're exposed. so you get more points, the more people that can see you when you when you perform certain actions uh which is which is neat uh which means that you know times when enemies are rushing at you and attacking you uh like that's when the getting's good
0: yeah yeah well it's also really interesting looking at these uh scoring metrics because this position this game you know we talked about how there are stealth elements Mm -hmm. this is almost like an anti-stealth game yeah like if you if you took the reverse of all these things that's what you would get good boy points for in a stealth game yeah you know, non-lethal, not being seen, mm-hmm. um, you know, things like that. And yeah. this is, it's really signaling to you the opposite. Yeah. Uh, through this. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, right to the narrative, there is a kind of a game-spanning uh, puzzle, kind of, where you collect these little tiny purple letters, these little dots throughout the stage. Yeah, um, yeah. And you get them and you can unscramble, unscramble this password to get the, uh, the true ending, which is not more satisfying than the fake ending.
1: No, no. Um,
0: you know, it ties into the lore and stuff. And I, I think I'm, I subscribe to the, uh, the Aaron signal thing that this is kind of a trick or a mm-hmm. trap, you know, this is, Hey, you did all this stuff, uh, and you're just getting this meaningless story, you know, that is not why you're playing this game. Mm-hmm
1: um yeah it feels more like a a sequel hook than anything like yeah, yeah. You, you will talk about it when we get there but like you learn a reason why but it's not necessarily like that different or more or more satisfying than the bad ending which just kind of implies that you know oh yeah you know there's no yeah there, there's no reason why you know you're just under our control and you're and you're never going to figure it out you know
0: and <laughs> the uh you know adding a reason why to this i think is kind of detrimental yeah to a game that is about uh vibe.
3: Yeah.
0: You know, in a way, about like pure expression of play and vibe and soaking in an aesthetic. Yeah. You know, and the second one, you know, we'll talk about this, but when you get to the, the sequel, uh, it got a lot a lot of people who didn't like the sequel as much, didn't like it because of its emphasis on lore mm-hmm. um and kind of leaning into the story. And it's like it's not a bad or uninteresting interesting story, it's just not what I'm here for. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, you know, I I'm kind of here for the Kind of for, for what the mystery drives me to, not for the mystery itself.
0: Yeah. 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 I, I like that I'm seeing Jacob's Ladder-esque shit mm-hmm. everywhere, but I don't need to know why. It's just a reality breakdown that comes with, you know, the dehumanization of killing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and them tying that into the war and everything in the sequel is good, mm-hmm. I think. You know, like preying on people who killed for a purpose as it being allowing them to be utilized as weapons mm-hmm. easier. You know is is like interesting, and that's a cool theme. Um, but it's a the I, I prefer it when it's left more as a suggestion, yes, yeah.
1: yeah. um so you know we 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 talk about the aesthetic. this is also you know, like we said, it's not just retro. Uh, it's it's queasy. The retro part of this is that the graphics are um kind of retro style pixel art. Um, and you know, it is not static. We already alluded to this, but the entire play field, especially as you go on, uh, this is something that I noticed, but like early on, it's relatively stable, but as the, as like, as you proceed as jacket, uh, the sway starts getting more pronounced, which is good. Uh, additionally, mm-hmm. there are like these really sickly lighting effects that are, uh, applied as well, uh, kind of giving everything this, uh, uh, kind of transient wash
0: to it. yeah yeah Yeah. it's a in a screenshot it does not look appealing but it looks unique yeah you know Um, it it is uh nothing else looks like this
1: yeah uh also like from the top down perspective it's really difficult to read the things that you're killing as people um until they are dead and they are laying flat on the floor as little like people shaped things
0: yeah uh the um you know so the uh The faces, when we get to the people in this, like the mask and everything, they sway constantly and they're Mm -hmm. disgusting. Yep. Um, They're really disgusting portraits. (laughs) Yeah. The teeth, Gary, the (laughs) teeth. Yeah, like having their heads caved in. Yeah. You know, before they're actually zombies, they're still disgusting. (laughs) Um, The thing that this game is probably most famous for uh, is its soundtrack, which is one of, you know, in the pantheon of licensed soundtracks and games, Mm -hmm. you know, up there with like your Tony Hawk's yeah and and such um this was again kind of ahead of its time um all these bands these synth wave bands that i had were bands Mm -hmm. before this um but this was kind of before this shit got real popular
1: yes yeah and these are Um, licensed They, they pulled from several you know synth psychedelic experimental artists um and introduced me to them which is which is mm-hmm. neat but like sun era uh uh Mio-ion? <laughs> Um I don't moon, know how to pronounce it yeah. yeah moon something I, or those there. are
0: those are slashes like i think those are just meant to be yeah yeah like, like, separations uh, so i just call that band moon
1: yeah uh jasper byrne uh who uh prolific indie game uh uh composer perturberator like uh oh, like all of these all of these it uh you know but it's it's a sound you know, it is a sound that yeah. I associate a lot with this game. They did a really good job picking these out.
0: They're, they're phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll, you'll hear in the episode, of course, but uh, I recommend this genre. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like whole well, genre recommend. Yeah. Uh, for like instrumental music, this shit fucking slaps. And mm-hmm. if you are doing anything, it will make it cooler. Yep. Uh, you know, I promise.
1: You you um, went and saw uh, some some people from this perform yeah. live, right? Who'd you see?
0: Yeah, uh, I saw um, magic sword who is on the soundtrack to two okay. to do uh, the way home, which is a, a standout song from two mm-hmm. um, open up for carpenter brute. Okay. Um, and it was phenomenal. Nice. Uh, it was really cool. Magic sword come out uh, with uh, laser swords and cloaks and shit. They do mm-hmm. the whole, cause that's a, a concept album about, you know, this fantasy story and then uh carpenter brute uh, come out and do a, uh, there's a lot of like seventies, exploitation movies that play in the background of their songs which like fits the theme
2: yeah,
1: yeah really
0: well um and it just was it was a really cool experience like I'd never yeah. seen a concert like that mm-hmm. um I was yeah. going to go see uh perturberator mm-hmm. um and something came up. oh but these the, like a bunch of these bands I've got both these soundtracks on vinyl mm-hmm. um and I I listened to them on the reg
1: yeah uh, something that I love about the music and I, again, supportive of the theme, uh, is that, uh, as you, you know, as you're playing these levels, the music will, uh, you know, be rocking on as you're going and killing people. But when you kill your last person, uh, the needle mm-hmm. is yanked off of the record. You get that, um, and, uh, you have to walk out of the building, uh, that you just turned into a slaughterhouse, uh, in complete silence, uh with just like dro- like much. like ambient drone uh behind it uh if if anything just like that just you know when the killing stops here is a it, it here is just this fall back to reality
0: it's so yeah, good the adrenaline's gone. yeah you know like you are no longer doing you know the thing you're no longer embodying mm-hmm. the grotesque ultraviolence of this yeah. like now you're in the consequence of it um, <laughs> it's a really smart <laughs> move to have um like i talked about a little bit earlier the rhythm elements, um, there's a rhythm to the combat. You mm-hmm. know, if you are just kind of racking up a combo um, and improvising, that can feel very rhythmic. There is a grander rhythm of uh, intro, you know, getting your—and they make you do it every time. You go mm-hmm. to get your message, you go down to your car every single time. Mm-hmm. And there's storytelling in there, but really it's just to give you a moment.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you pick your mask, you do this incredibly high-intensity ultra-violence thing. Then you get your queasy— come down to walk through it, and then you get your uh surrealist interlude about how it's affecting your mind. And it it's a really, you know, direct equation. Mm -hmm. You know, you wake up, everything's normal. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you go and do this this mind altering thing that is incredibly thrilling for a little bit, then you're like, oh shit, those were (laughs) those are people. They had parents yep. and then you, you go and you start seeing corpses talking to you and stuff. <laughs> um, it's really, the rhythm of it is really, really satisfying. Yeah. Um, it's got a really, for me, this has a real, like just one more. Yeah. Uh, feeling to it. Like I, I, I got to see what the next little, little hit is of this uh, incredibly fun, violent, mm-hmm. fast play.
1: Yeah. See what's going to be different in every one of these little components of the loop.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the story, we, we kind of alluded to this and kind of the strength of it being dreamlike and indirect. Um, it's the, it's best when everything is hallucinatory and you don't know exactly what's happening Mm -hmm. with your unreliable narrator. Uh, it is worse when it gets more story story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the last act of this is not necessarily great shakes outside of the play,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. It plays great. But Mm -hmm. in terms of what's happening there, it feels... Yeah, I don't know. Like yeah. I, it's we'll, we'll talk about it.
1: Yeah, it feels compromised. Yeah, uh, but yeah, everything is suffused with menace. The dialogue is, um, you know, appropriately coarse, um, and you know, like something about this. You just as we talk about the world of Hotline Miami, you never interact with regular people. There's no, mm-hmm. you know, there's only one character who is not real uh (laughs) who who, like even alludes to there being like a straight world in this you know like at no at no point does jacket set foot either in you know reality in anything pleasant or people who do not want him dead right it's really hostile and isolated you know like a taxi driver kind of thing
0: yeah 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 really similar to that he has become the joker
3: yes
0: (laughs) uh you know the uh there's a the really weird kind of touch point there's a video by the band uh mgmt Mm -hmm. called when you die okay that reminds me of this game a lot uh so that's you know just people like music videos it's a pretty fun music video yeah um and it reminds me and also slumlord from uh neon indian Mm -hmm. is almost actionably <laughs> uh, this video game, uh,
2: nice.
1: in terms
0: of plot and tone. Yeah. Um, so this is primarily made, like, denoten Games is two two dudes, mm-hmm. primarily. Uh, Jonathan Soderstrom and Dennis Whedon. And they are Swedish.
1: Yep. Uh, Soderstrom had uh, started working on this game called Super Carnage when he was 18. Uh, I get the mm-hmm. sense that it was more like a postal kind of thing. Just, you know, c- kill as many people as possible. Uh, Eighteen yeah and you're, you're, it's fine you're allowed to do that <laughs> um yeah. but he uh he shelved it when he had trouble getting like enemy pathing uh ai right uh you know just a problem he couldn't solve so put it so he put it down um and he you know shortly after that started working with uh with whedon he met him uh just kind of collaborating with Whedon's synth punk band uh fucking werewolf asso so? like the fucking werewolf association i think
0: that's a great name for a band it's pretty good <laughs> the fucking werewolf association yeah like because it sounds like you're complaining about a homeowner's association (laughs) yep like i hate how i have to pay my dues you know to the fucking werewolf association i
1: can't change the color of my mailbox because of the fucking werewolf association
0: yeah i keep trying to make it silver and they're like no we can't do the mail and i'm like how is that my problem um so they made a couple like little games together and before deciding to work on a larger commercial product, um, you can look on Wikipedia and there are dozens of these mm-hmm. and only a couple of them have links, mm-hmm. you know? So this is, this is small fry stuff, not to degenerate to it, but just, you know, den- denigrate it just it mm-hmm. was small. Yeah. Um, Soderstrom showed Whedon the prototype for Super Carnage and he liked it enough to use as, you know, he was like, Hey, let's take this and turn it into something real. Yes. Um, and that it became Hotline Miami.
1: Yeah, uh, they were both fans of a uh, documentary about the Miami drug trade called Cocaine Cowboy. That was actually the working title uh, for the game. I'm really happy they changed it. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, this documentary was also what inspired them to set the game in Miami uh, to kind of pick yes. that, that, that location and aesthetic.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, so it, it's, it's got this strong aesthetic. The developers, you know, in interviews and stuff, they've cited the movie Drive. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is pretty obvious and david lynch uh as inspirations also Mm -hmm. you know pretty pretty obvious uh when it came to score the game they had their heart set on licensing music from the band chromatics Mm -hmm. um this was too expensive so they licensed uh tracks from smaller synth wave bands Mm -hmm. um, and made a name for a bunch of them yeah you know i i you and i are not the only people who first heard about perturbator from this band yeah you know uh, or from this game this game did tons for for these mm-hmm. musicians and also it's like purely symbiotic relationship
1: yeah um and i love hearing that <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. a that's that, that's a good story i i i like it when it is uh you know mutually uh, beneficial uh to kind mm-hmm. of have this arrangement and just if it, it fits like a glove they they, they picked such good stuff yeah.
0: Oh yeah, it, it's a, it's, it's hard to, I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier. It's a hard thing to convey in the podcast, but the way that the music ties into the experience of this, um, can't be really understated yeah. or overstated rather. Mm-hmm. Like it is, you're feeling it. Yeah. Like this pulse pounding music you are feeling while you're doing actions that fit it perfectly. It's,
1: it, um, it, 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 this makes yeah. a kind of weird pairing with the witness. Because both of them Mm. lean really hard on um, kind of the main appeal being something that is not conveyed in words. And so it's hard to translate that back to words. With this, it's kind of the music and the feel and the vibe. Uh, And with The Witness, you know, none of its puzzles are like, you know, explained to you verbally, right? So like you have to translate it back but back to it. Uh, Both of these, that is something that is kind of tough when you're trying to, you know, for, for me, trying to figure out how to best describe it and capture that feeling without stepping on it. Right.
0: It's a weird thing, you know, because I am rounding the bend on the witness now. Mm-hmm. Uh and I'm I'm a little cool on it. No offense to the patron who you know picked it. And the the difference I can tell and this is purely opinion, so I'm not asking you or the listener mm-hmm. to agree. Yeah. But to me this feels like more than the sum of its parts and the witness feels like less than the sum of its parts to me.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like I
0: understand what they're both trying to get across, but one of them worked for me and is getting you know, is focused and is achieving the feeling Mm -hmm. it wants to do. And the other one is purposely setting up roadblocks to that feeling pretty consistently, Yeah, Yeah. uh, you know, and wants to engender the feeling through the struggle over those roadblocks. And Mm -hmm. I want to go have a sandwich and do some chores.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm not not making like a, like a holistic uh, quality comparison. It's more just that both of these really lean on nonverbal kind of things that are difficult to convey. Uh in a verbal medium. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. This is it's the feeling of playing this game feels different than what you might imagine from describing it. Yes. You know, yeah. and that's something they they did. Uh they really, really um ramped up in the sequel as well. Yeah. Which has a better soundtrack and has better music integration. And mm-hmm. it's the, the main thing I think is better in the yeah. sequel. Yeah. Um, the masks of this were originally cosmetic, uh, but then the team implied in an interview that they have an impact on gameplay, so they added it. Mm-hmm. Uh, to this this kind of like the guys are there's developer inserts in the game as well Mm -hmm. there's portraits of these two dudes they seem like slimy scumbags a little bit and (laughs) uh, no offense to the dudes anecdotally i've talked to a couple people i've met him and said like they're kind of unpleasant dudes
2: yeah yeah. Um,
0: i'm not surprised by that like i love this game but i'm not you know i wouldn't imagine this is coming from a mind that's like you know i want to hang out with
1: yeah necessarily
0: um and they kind of ducked out uh, this game was really well received. Uh, they made a sequel, Hotline Miami Two: Wrong Number, uh, which did fine sales-wise, even though it's lar- not entirely. Some people disagree, but largely mm-hmm. considered to be worse than the first one. Yeah. And then that's all they did in terms of commercial games. Like I think they're, you know, they've retired to the offline colonies. Yeah. They've done that thing like we have money, let's uh, just live. Yeah. Uh, which is something I, I more and more respect. Yes. As I get older. Yeah. yeah good for them. No. Yeah. Um, Let's get into it.
1: Yeah, so let's uh, let's get started.
0: Yeah, uh, we start off with part one. There are parts and chapters in this. Mm-hmm. It's always confusing to me. Uh, part one is called phone calls.
1: Right, uh, and our character Jacket is uh, walking into this uh, uh, apartment that is full of buzzing flies. Uh, it's full of bu- buzzing flies because there are corpses and animal mass kind of arranged in a court in front of you. There are three of them. Um, a horse uh, who is kind to you, uh, an owl who is very belligerent uh, and a rooster who is kind of like up the up the road, but speaks entirely in riddles.
0: Yes. Uh, and this is going to be our surrealist kind of. I don't know, like, instigating incident. Yes. Um, they're cruel to you. You know, they're, they're taunting you. They're saying you don't even know who you are, which is true. Um, Rooster says, oh, I'm familiar with you. You've done some really terrible things. And we do a flashback. Um, we're going to get dates as we move through. This flashback to April 3rd, 1989. Um, you're in your apartment. Uh, the apartment is a really nice kind of touch in this. Like, this will change. Mm-hmm. As the uh, story goes, I love when you you know you take the lady home and then it gets cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> at one point, like it's it's not you know I don't not for sexist reasons. It's just like a nice little touch. Like yeah, oh, like, like oh two you know?
1: two different people live here, so there's more you know like yeah, there's going to be
0: uh, yeah, more it, impetus to keep gender, it nice. Yeah. Yeah. When you when you live alone, you are able to be messier than when you live with somebody else. Yes. Um, you uh, check your answering machine here, and the message is from a uh, bakery. They say uh, a package uh, by your, you know, there's a package that we've delivered to you, you know, we've got your pastries, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and when we go get it, it's a rooster mask and some instructions.
1: Yes, uh, the instructions say, "Hey, uh, there's a, brie- a briefcase at this uh, at this address. Uh, be sure to leave it at the drop-off point." Uh, and this gives us our first kind of mission here, uh, the prelude at uh, the metro.
0: Yeah. Uh, and this is just your basic combat. Like, mm-hmm. the pace of this episode will speed up after yes. we get through these kind of introduction, you know, th- uh, bits where we kind of explaining things. But here, very early on, it's good because it's actually just teaching you the possibility space. Yes. You know, um, this is where you're learning your basic verbs, like knocking people down with doors, um, you know, watching sight lines, attracting attention versus not attracting attention, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah. Um, and it's also laying out the theme or kind of the moral queasiness of this right away. The person with the briefcase, uh, doesn't put up any resistance, no. um, but to get that briefcase, you need to kill them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it happens brutally. Uh, like oftentimes yeah. when you kill somebody for the story, uh, there is a, a, a custom, a custom little animation. Uh, so you're yeah. coming out of the gate hot. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, it's just quite a bit like way more than than the average person deals with in a day.
1: Yeah, I, way yeah. more than is necessary. Just gratuitous amounts of gouging.
0: I really hope that never happens to me. I
1: I, I have nightmares about it. I sometimes yeah. I, I worry about getting in a fight and somebody punching me and my eye coming out like at the end of hostile yeah. one. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I think about if uh, if I got into a fight and it was really dangerous, I would immediately go for the eyes. Oh, yeah. You know, if I was actually in danger, like, I think about that all the time. Like, mm-hmm. man, I won't fucking suck somebody's eye out. I don't give a shit. I will come beyond them. Like, if, if it's like a life or death thing, then I'm going for the eyes and I'm going hard. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I don't like weapons, but I will suck out a man's eyeball. <laughs> and feast on the milk within. Like nobody's goddamn business.
1: <laughs> mm, vitreous.
0: <laughs> you know, they say you can't spell virtue without victory. Yes, <laughs> victory is without virtue.
1: <laughs> Jesus. Uh <laughs> this level is a little bit different because uh as you uh as you go to leave, uh more enemies will arrive on uh, a subway car. This sometimes happens but you know, not not always. Usually your escape is uh, is more clean. It's
0: pretty rare. Yeah. So it, it, they give you lols in this. Mm-hmm. So you expect nothing to happen, so when it does happen it's amazing. It's actually yeah. my favorite chapter in the game. Um, <laughs> After you uh, deal with these subway guys, uh, you make your escape, you drop off, you drive to the drop off point, and you drop off the uh, briefcase, but there is a uh, transient person, mm-hmm. uh, a house person, who uh, hears you and starts moving in on you with a baseball bat. Um, you kill him uh, because he's going to attack you. If you don't, he'll kill you. Mm-hmm. And your character vomits uh, yeah. from this.
1: This is the um, last sign of remorse.
0: Yes. And now is a good point to say that we're making a lot of fun jokes and talking about how fun this game is. You know, at no point do we endorse any of the politics of this. No, no. I like to think that's obvious, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, less it's it's not.
1: Yeah. That's, it's worth a sentence or two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you receive your grade. Uh, and then you get the, uh, the little chapter end. You're going to get one of these uh, pretty much every time. Uh, you walk into a grocery store and you talk to your only friend in the world. Uh, he doesn't have a name. Um, he's either the fans call him Beard or they call him Friend. Uh, he has a different uh, different name in the, in the sequel. Uh, but uh, he's like super friendly to you. You know, he mentions, oh, you haven't really been around since your girlfriend dumped you. Um, and, uh, he says, oh, you know, whatever you want to get, uh, take it. It's on the house.
0: I love this so much. Mm-hmm. Like it's so surreal. The creeping realization, this guy works everywhere and you're getting all your stuff for free. Yep, <laughs> Like that is very like Kafka esque. <laughs> you know, uh, that, you know, word that's overused, but just the idea of just like, Oh, take it like uh-huh. that. Just feeling like not a boon. Yeah. You know, like, Oh, something's <laughs> wrong. That's yeah. not how things work. <laughs> you know, uh, so uh, this we go into chapter one, uh, no talk. Uh, we get a message from Linda, who's looking for a babysitter. Uh, we need somebody who can really discipline the children. I love the um, euphemisms some, they find for these. Yeah, There's some very dark, hitman-esque humor <laughs> in, in these messages. Um,
3: yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but this could, is
0: uh, re- pretty basic as well.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, you go, there's only one floor. Uh, you're clearing out the goons. Uh, they're all dressed in white suits uh because they're all from the same criminal outfit so they're going to you mm-hmm. know have theme dresses and stuff um uh but all, all but the one nearest to the entrance have guns that's kind of the new complication of this so if you get spotted you better have cover uh right away um or uh you know do some fancy footwork because they're going to they're going to get you uh from for, for, from a distance uh you know yeah. my main uh, path for dealing with them was to like step out from around a corner Algorithm and have them run at me, and then uh, just like wait around the corner and brain them with something.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of corner braining. Yeah, uh, it's worth noting that all the projectiles in this game are not hit scan. Yes, uh, everything is a projectile, mm-hmm. and. Weapons have different accuracies, and enemies have different accuracies as well, mm-hmm. um, depending on how far you get into the game. So just, you know, when you get seen, you are likely to die because they're going to spray a bunch of bullets at you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you have that die roll chance to soak a bullet, and also you just have, they might just miss you. Yeah. And what the game is doing here is creating these incredible, like, John Woo-esque action moment scenes. hmm like, the time you get spotted, the, the gangster raises an Uzi, sprays at you, and every bullet miraculously misses you, mm-hmm. allowing you to, die, you know, dive behind the corner and, you know, desperately scrounge around for a bat to brain him before he goes around the corner, mm-hmm. are the kind of, you know, those are those feel like scripted scenes. Yeah. In other video games, that would be something that, you know, you do in a cutscene.
1: Yeah, it'd be a QTE, yeah.
0: QT. yeah, it'd be like a QTE. And what Hotline Mammy's like, underscore trick is, is generating those procedurally Mm -hmm. uh, those moments. And it just, it's a, if it, if it works for you, I mean, I know this is kind of generalities talk, but this is one of the first situations. Like once guns are introduced, this is when Mm. it starts happening. Yeah. Um, it hits hard. Yes. Like it's, it's good. Um, after you take everybody out, you go to a pizza parlor and beard is working there as well. Mm -hmm. And surreally, he's uh, already made your pizza without you even having to order and gives it to you for free. Yeah. You know, solid bro
1: solid uh solid imaginary bro <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: he's a veteran like this guy is in the second uh, one yeah you, uh, you spend you spend a lot of time with this guy who knows whether he exists now though because i have no idea how much oh. of two they had planned
1: yeah at this point i mean i suppose but like canonically he's very much dead by this point uh that may have been yeah. retconned to. but uh Yeah, (laughs) so uh, chapter two, Overdose. Thomas calls from the methadone clinic. He says, hey, I've got a short meeting scheduled. Uh, So Mm -hmm. you go to the address that he gives It's an apartment building. Um, And we get one of our first little, uh, one of our our first uh, uh, guardrails taken away. The first floor of this is mostly open. Lots of open sight lines. Like that is a way that the game will complicate and make a level more difficult.
0: Yes, uh, and you have um we mentioned this really briefly in the generalities. you have kind of an extended look. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you know see the screen, but you can also pull the camera off the screen mm-hmm. uh, to see a little bit further. What's cool is it's difficult to do this while engaging in the combat or shooting, yeah, but possible. Mm-hmm. You know, so there, there were definitely times where I had to do that, and it had that kind of like patting your head, rubbing your belly. Yeah. At the same time, kind of feeling, you know, where my character is doing something kind of tricky and I'm doing something kind of tricky at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, once you go to the second floor, um, of here, the, uh, there are lots of shotgun people. The trade off with this with shotguns is less ammo, but widespread is actually a big advantage. Yeah. Uh, in this game because you don't have to aim as precisely. Mm-hmm. And one pellet will drop a guy.
1: Yes. Uh, it's a, a lot, a lot of my combos were the result of lighting up a shot. Um, with a uh, with a shotgun, uh, so that mm-hmm. I could get a couple of people in the spray.
0: Yeah, doing that or waiting for a, a whole crew to round a corner and just emptying an Uzi. Yeah, into them. <laughs>
1: um, uh, this is so- also
0: where they introduce freestanding torsos. <laughs>
1: Yep, we we just recorded an episode of Abject Suffering, and Gary talked about the Torso Killer. Um, yeah. I think that this is the first instance of another uh, uh, another message recipient uh, showing up in a level. Like this is somebody that the uh, that the callers sent who failed at their job uh, ahead of time. Yeah, yeah,
0: um, yeah. Yeah, uh, and after you take out these guys, we stop by the video rental store. Um, And Beard is talking about the massacre that happened. Like, oh man, like a bunch of Russians were killed by a guy in a rubber mask. Did you hear anything about that? <laughs> anyway, I think this is the video you'd like.
1: Yeah, you know, <laughs> take it. It's on the um, house.
0: It's on the house. <laughs> um, you know, your your brain is unraveling even this early.
1: Yes. Yeah. But also, you know. I mean, whole houses are being cleared to people. Like this is mass murder. You know, you're you know, yeah. thirty people are dead. This is newsworthy. So you know, oh, yeah. it eventually becomes just a you know, uh, the, something that it's a fear that grips the city. Is, is the sense that yes. you get that the, that this is happening. Uh, Chapter three decadence has you getting a call from a dating service saying, "Oh, we found you a match." <laughs> mm-hmm. and <laughs> very funny. yeah uh it's also funny given given how this how this chapter ends uh you're at this uh mansion uh it's a mansion that a uh that a film producer owns uh and uh this kind of introduces guards who are on patrols so you get the uh the perimeter walkers uh thrown in here uh, and also the uh the Roombas who kind of walk diagonally and change direction when they hit something
0: mm-hmm. yeah um, when you get to the back room of this, uh, there's a woman in a bikini sleeping on a bed with a syringe. Like there's very low fidelity to this, but they do tell little stories mm-hmm. of these things. And there's a guy, uh, eating in a chair nearby watching TVs.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When you clear the second floor and head back downstairs, uh, that guy will get up and he's kind of your first mini boss. Yeah. Um, it's introducing an enemy type. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a wide enemy variety in this, but there are two types of enemies by and large. Yep. Uh, and this is like the bigger dude yeah um he's got body armor he's heftier so you have to shoot him a couple times um or you can shoot him once and he will bleed out eventually yes so if you can um these guys never have guns Mm -hmm. um they always just crush your skull like fucking (laughs) (laughs) rygar they're just gonna karn you Yep. um so the uh if you can shoot them and then lead them on a long enough trail they'll die yes uh, as well
1: yeah uh, but this will lead to situations, you know. If you don't get a shot off until they're really close to you, uh, they will kill you and then die themselves. Uh, so you yeah. need to make sure, you know, like shotguns end up being the key for these things, for, for for these guys because that'll put them down, you know, at a distance and quickly. Uh, melee weapons yeah, are if you no shoot good. Shoot them
0: enough times, yeah, they'll die. Yeah, you can't you can't melee them as far as I know. You might be able to like get a stick and move.
1: Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I never I never had success at that. These guys were uh, mm-hmm. were emergencies.
0: Uh, surprisingly fast yeah
1: but this guy begs for his life and just a you know you get a real graphic eye gouging uh as he uh as he goes down uh then you go to the security room um and pick up the woman uh who is sobbing uh and basically saying oh i know you know i know what you did to everybody else just get it over with um and instead of killing her you pick her up and take her out to the car
0: yeah which which is dark and again, we don't endorse uh, the yeah. way that this relationship develops. At a certain point, she comes and goes. Yeah. You know, um, so it is not as as gruesome as it seems. Yes. You know, uh, he, this, this is him showing a little bit of humanity, even in a pretty fucked up way. Yeah. Um, at the end of this, you go to a bar. Uh, Beard is here, but he doesn't really recognize you. Yeah, And uh, he makes you a drink. Um, my thinking of the reason why he doesn't recognize you in your mind is that now the woman Mm -hmm. is about who is reality. Yeah. You know, kind of encroaching. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So whatever the bartender is actually saying, uh, when you come here is kind of, kind of, kind of what you are perceiving, uh, in this section.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, this introduces us into part two, which is called questions. Yes um and we're in the blue room initially with the animal mask people and this is a really famous part of the game Mm -hmm. um where we're posed like i have four questions for you Uh, i'm gonna pose you and these questions are kind of famous Mm -hmm. uh, with this the big one that always shows up when people talk about this game is do you like hurting other people Mm -hmm. um you know what does it say about you that you're having a lot of fun with this game we know our game is fun Mm -hmm. um and it is violent and disgusting yes um I don't think this game is doing the Spec Ops thing of tisking you mm-hmm. when you are, are being violent. Um, I know a lot of people are really annoyed by that. I don't feel like this game is doing that. No, no. Because, you know, in part because this is a series of questions <laughs> that are more about contextualizing your actions in general than they are about specifically like sadism.
1: Yeah. You know, this is, this is along with, you know, these other questions. Who's leaving messages on your answering machine? Um, where are you right now? And why are we having this conversation? By grouping those together, the answer to the first question is kind of, to me, necessarily being cast as uh, also unanswered at this point, you yeah. know, and 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 complicated. Because we don't have the, you know, any definite answers for, for what's going on with the other ones, you know.
0: Yeah. And, and all of those are questions that would be things that would contextualize your actions in a different kind of video game. Yes, You know, like uh, you would have a mission like, Oh, I'm an ex Navy seal and I get, you know, messages from, uh, you know, the ICS Mm -hmm. and they're the ones who send me, you know, to go do this stuff. Yeah. Not the case here.
1: Nope. You know, where am I right now? Why are we having this conversation? Like, Oh, I'm crazy. Or I'm having a dream or, you know, yeah. like, like all of this is kind of tied into each other. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, a mentally unstable veteran is being yeah. manipulated mm-hmm. by a couple of janitors. Yeah. Um, this and then we move into chapter four attention. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, we get a date at the beginning of all of these. I make a note sometimes, but like time has passed. This is May 5th. So it's about a week. Yeah. Uh, a, a newspaper on your coffee table uh there are some you know sometimes things that you do, you can interact with before you leave uh but the news, newspaper says uh like oh this movie producer was murdered and a woman was abducted uh and the woman is on your couch uh there's really like no flattering name for her uh like everybody else she is unnamed uh she generally yeah. goes by the hooker uh by the girlfriend you know etc you know we' pro- we'll probably just call her the woman. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Which you know, no disrespect intended on our part. It's just yeah. this isn't a game where name people get names. Yeah. Uh other than quote unquote Blake calling. hmm um, <laughs> says there's a power urge you need to address. Um and this being part two, we've ramped up the difficulty. There are a few new elements introduced here. Yes. Um bad dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh these dogs are big jerks. Um, they behave differently than other Uh, enemies they uh, only do melee but they beeline towards you much quicker Mm -hmm. and they can also smell you um this is a die roll related thing but they can become aware of you without you making a sound Hmm. um, and just come at you yeah yeah um since i played as tony the tiger all the time i had the very funny experience of just like dogs running at me and then just punching them
1: (laughs) (laughs) i I was wondering if that would work because like your your regular punches your hits don't do anything to them
0: yeah, you can you can Tony the Tiger or the dogs. Nice,
1: that's great. Uh,
0: and just yeah, uh, and then uh, way more of a big deal are windows. Mm-hmm. Um, windows are really interesting in this, and you have to start paying attention to the level. Like they recontextualize all the levels mm-hmm. in terms of like you have to pay attention on a level you weren't paying attention to before. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if some some walls were. You know, you get intangible in Pac Man or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's um, you know, this is uh, you know, something that is dividing space. Previously, everything that divided that that divided space also kept you kept you safe from projectiles in sight. Here, no, you can't count on all divisions of space giving you that protection.
0: Yeah, this is the one. Isn't this the mission where they, when you get the mission, they say uh, we send another person to this, but they fucked up. Maybe. I I think so, because that's where this, uh, I'm, I'm 90% certain about that. Um, because when you get through the upstairs of this, there's a, like a trap room. They've got, um, another phone call taker. Mm -hmm. They've got another, uh, you know, mask guy. Yeah. Um, and he's in a room that is rigged to blow if you open the door. Yes. Um, you know, that makes the loudest noise in the world. Yep. (laughs) Uh, that is there to blow out your ears Mm -hmm. and shock and awe you
1: yes uh and also blow you away if you try and open the door yep. or shoot it like you have to be a really long distance away uh yep. b- before you will be safe uh from this so like almost out of sight from it uh so kind of just taking taking a couple shots hoping one of them will hit the door uh and blow up both of them inside both uh, the hostage and the person who seems to be interrogating them
0: yeah. there's no way to save the hostage no uh, yeah
1: Yeah, and you Um, have to go through it in order to get the last guys who are in this room posted up behind some flipped tables.
0: Yep, which is tricky. Uh, After you uh, take those out, you go to the grocery store. Beard says that the streets don't feel safe anymore. He's worried about you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when you uh, walk in, there are mobsters outside. Um, When you walk out, the person they were surrounding, like they they were kind of menacing, is a bloody mess.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, You know, the nothing is reliable in this but if it was the implication is that they're like interrogating people looking for you and you're like right there mm-hmm.
1: yeah and you know of course they wouldn't recognize you because you're always walking around with a mask on right yeah yeah, yeah. and you know other people would be wearing that letterman's jacket <laughs> possibly yeah, it's
0: very popular in 1989 in Miami <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be the varsity all-star you yeah Mocs <laughs> left and right
1: Oh, um, chapter five, full house. Uh, Dave calls you from Southeast Vermin Control. Uh, says, Hey, there's <laughs> a r- <laughs>
0: what? Uh, Dave from Full House. Oh, oh, yeah, the Jackalope. jackalope okay. okay, which is there. a vermin. That was a well constructed joke. The, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> all right, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I just I, 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 got confused that, that, yeah, okay, there we go, yeah,
0: um. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, continue. I I just but, saw Dave in Full House, and just like it was yeah. either gonna go with that or Alanis Morissette sucking him off in a theater, <laughs> and I didn't I didn't want to invoke that dread image. Yeah, you know. Oh, geez. I just like a, a, a you know a, a chubby blowjob like while going and seeing you know Mighty Ducks two or whatever. Yeah, in a Canadian theater. I just, I yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, um, <laughs> they say oh, there's the, it's
0: the wrong guy. <laughs> See, I, I think I think I, distra- I think I was
1: distracted. I think I was distracted because I was trying to think of like do something with Pesterminator, the Western Exterminator, because of Southeast oh, Rodent sure. Control. Yeah, but then but then he hit me with a with a Dave Cooly joke. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Careful, but yeah. House. There's a, the, the, there's oh, a, uh,
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: there's a rodent problem that you need to address. I, I didn't notice anything t- uh, terribly special about this one. Like this adds mobsters who are on break. There's kind of either mm-hmm. sitting down or uh, standing still, still and smoking. Uh, they don't immediately aggro you because they're not moving. Uh, they ended up catching me by surprise. Like I would go after somebody who was more obvious and then they would make a beeline with their golf clubs. A lot of people just standing around yeah. with golf clubs. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this just working on their putting game. Yeah, uh, this is. There are many levels in this that don't have a unique selling point. Right. You know, they they have minor variations, um, and then that's also a thing this has in common with the Witness, right? Like, yeah, they introduce a new level, and then they'll just iterate on it by making it a little bit more complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one of those. Yeah, um, it's it's there for more arcade play, but the same way that like, you know, every level in Pac Man doesn't introduce tons of new wrinkles to the maze they just right. give you a different maze mm-hmm. i don't know why i'm making a lot of comparisons to pac-man but it's, it's an a top-down scene. game
1: this is kind of mazy yeah yeah
0: yeah um at the end you go and get pizza beard tells you there aren't a lot of people eating pizza anymore mm-hmm. which is your first clue this is on reality because <laughs> um, like you know pizza's great yeah um this moves into chapter six clean hit right
1: yeah, uh, we open uh, the 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 woman is taking a bath. Uh, and the apartment's getting cleaner, you know, fewer you, mm. piles of garbage bags. The kitchens, you know, in a better condition, et cetera. Uh, Dawn from Hotel Blue calls, saying like, "Hey, we have some VIPs. We need to make sure that you the, the you need to make sure they have a great stay. You know, come yeah. and give them the full concierge service." Uh,
0: and on your way downstairs in your apartment, uh, there is a shifty looking janitor. Uh, he doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this guy is one of the devs.
3: Yes. Um, model
0: on one of the devs and is also uh, important to the plot. Yeah. And boy, the, the shit and grin. <laughs> Both these guys look like um the one dummy who's really mean to Pee-Wee. A oh. little bit in their, like, facial expression. Remember, like dummy. Billy or whatever. Pee-Wee's oh, Playhouse. Yeah. You know, I was thinking like of Pee-Wee's big Adventure. Half of his horrible Muppets. Yeah. But, like, there's that boy that just comes down and, like, yells at him and says so he has a small dick and then flies back over to the ceiling or whatever
1: yeah that definitely you know? big billy energy here i was thinking yeah, of tv's big kind of adventure i was like francis <laughs> he looks nothing like francis dude
0: no 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 francis energy <laughs> surprisingly few francises yeah i mean i'm sure you kill some of them yeah maybe yeah like some of these guys but.
1: <laughs> yeah but uh just real scraggly looking kind of guy uh you know and uh, you know, re- rendered in the style of these faces, which are already grotesqueries.: Yeah,. yeah. Uh, the ground floor of the hotel has this dining room that is full of enemies. Uh, some of them are carrying some machine guns uh, that introduces here, uh, just faster uh, sprays of, uh, of ammunition mm-hmm. than the rifles that you had seen before. Um, and this is where they properly add the, uh, the bulletproof vest heavy guys
3: into the mix.
0: Yeah, uh, which again is an emergency. You have to plan around these guys. Mm -hmm. Um, When you get upstairs, you have to get to the enemies and you actually have to climb out onto a window and shimmy Mm -hmm. out of their balcony. You pass by another janitor, the other one, the other game dev guy. uh to take out the enemies there
1: i kind of wish i kind of wish that the iteration point started once you uh uh, shimmied past the the janitor yeah uh, because this is kind of a tough section and i was really frustrated at you know just say okay i've got to shimmy past the janitor this time uh you know adding 20 or 30 seconds to the beginning of a run
0: it's very unusual for this game yeah to do that kind of thing um yeah i agree Mm-hmm. I think that would have been better and the way you would have done that you know the and not break the oncology of the game oncology isn't the right word ontology on, ontology the yeah. game is make there be nothing on that floor and you go up to the third floor yeah like the second floor is just being cleaned yeah because it's always stairs that count as the uh the checkpoints mm-hmm.
3: yeah Yes.
1: yeah but the uh uh the, the apartment at the far end is just full of more uh more oozy guys um, it's, yeah. it's hard to tell. I like m- most of the things that ended up killing me were shotguns just because it felt like they were the most quick on the draw with those. Um, but, uh, mm-hmm. but Uzis end up being really problematic as well, just because they get these wide arcs, wider arcs than yeah. the, uh, than the rapid fire, uh, rifles that you find earlier. Or the AKs. Yeah.
0: And the assault rifle 15s. Mm-hmm. Um, after you finish this, you go back to the video store, uh, beard, uh, is there? He says he has a friend in the police department. He says the killing might be the work of uh, people wearing rubber masks who are targeting Russian mobsters. Mm-hmm. Um, again, giving you this teasing of the context of like what you're doing.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. And that explains why you have been, you know, taking out people who are all dressed like this and all kind of seem to be yeah. operating at the same like level of society here, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a real like dresses up to go to strip club energy. Yeah. yeah. With a lot of these dudes. Mm-hmm yeah uh Uh, this brings us into chapter seven
1: yes neighbors where harry from a property management company calls saying that uh, some pipes have burst in a condo building uh downtown and you you need to go uh, clean it up um and this is a long level this is four floors um and each floor has this heavy heavy enemy uh, again, you, you know you need to make sure that you always have a shotgun at your disposal. At least I found uh, that if I didn't get him with a shotgun, there he would have way too much time to come and kill me uh, before he died as well.
0: And when we say this is a long level, it's worth you know, for people who are using this as a games as you know podcast as service episode mm-hmm. the uh, by hotline Miami Sanders because yes. these levels can either take you like even on the long side. I feel like mm-hmm. the levels that took me the most tries, didn't take more than a couple minutes. Yeah. Like a successful first run was like a minute and 15 seconds, mm-hmm. you know, and then an unsuccessful one was like three to four minutes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know,
0: you don't, you don't get stuck on this. Like you get stuck on a soul's boss mm-hmm. uh, in my experience. Yeah. So having more floors to this gives us, cause this is the climax of the, the part of part two, mm-hmm. um, gives you more to do, like gives it this kind of climactic air. But when you say it's longer, it's not, like, odiously longer. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Hotline Miami 2, I think, has a couple levels that I w- I outstay their welcome that kind of break that rule where it's like, I died enough times to where it's like, man, I'm, I've maybe spent nine minutes on this level, which is more than you want to spend on a Hotline Miami level. Yes. You know, even though on any other video game, that's nothing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you get to the top floor, uh, and instead of, you know, killing the last person and having the, 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 everything gets silent, uh, a phone rings, uh, there's a person on the other end, uh, who, you know, instead of leaving a message, like talks to you directly saying, Hey, uh, there's a prank caller at the telephone company, change of plans. You need to get out of there and get over there to take care of them as fast as possible. Uh, so like yep. this is, this is an emergency hit sending you over to yep. the phone home or phone home headquarters. Um, yep. where it's a site of a massacre. The first floor is, mm-hmm. you know, the cyborg ninja hallway.
0: Yeah. And there's no, there's no combat. Yeah. On this whole part. You're just, you're doing what anyone who had gone through an area you've been through goes through, mm-hmm. you know, like this, this is showing you like, Oh, this is what I do.
1: Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> this is what, this is what I'm setting up for those poor cleaning people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the viscera cleanup detail.
0: Yeah. Yikes. Uh, when you get upstairs, we're introduced to our second main character of the game. Um, a guy in a motorcycle helmet who's working at a computer. Um, he tells you that you're dead meat and tries to attack you. Um, he only has knife swipes mm-hmm. uh, and you have to run and grab a golf club to have a weapon. His, uh, his AI is very different than every other character. He kind of like stays a certain distance from you. You cannot close the distance on him. Yeah. It's like a, a similarly charged magnet. Mm-hmm. Um, You get to dodge his swipes and wait for him to throw the knife and then wait for it gets stuck in a wall. Yes. Uh, When he goes and retrieves, you can brain him.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, When you get a few uh, few hits on him, he falls over and uh, his helmet comes off and you can see him. uh, And he says, it can't end. Not like this. I'm so close. Uh, But then, you know, finish him off by crushing his head to jelly. Uh, This doesn't actually happen. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get the other side of this later on. uh, And they are mutually exclusive.
0: Yes, we are. We are dealing with uh, some hallucinations. Um, we go to the bar. Uh, Beard says he feels like something terrible is going to happen. He hasn't had this feeling since San Francisco. Uh, that gets elaborated on in Hot La Mammy too.
3: Yes, it's not good.
0: Yeah, Yep, yep. Uh, so we this enters us into part three: visitations.
1: Right. Uh, The dream apartment, where the three corpses (laughs) with the masks on, uh, it's it's all even messier. Uh, The horse expresses concern, saying, hey, you don't look good. You really should see a doctor. Um, The owl says, what the fuck are you doing here? I'm going to have to leave if you keep coming back. And the rooster, um, ever mysterious, says, you know, I don't have any answers for you
0: but, but I do have three predictions. Yeah.
1: Uh, which is good because this is just straight up the cowboy from a Holland drive. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> um, someone, you know, is not who you think he is. Something will soon be taken from you on July 21st. You will wake up in a bigger house. Right. Um, Hank Scorpio. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> Gonna add a, um, Just add a new floor because, because yeah. you did, did well at work. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now that I have a Roomba, uh, the number of times I say, well, the auto vax on Dirt Patrol is, <laughs> has gone up like 4,000%.
1: Oh, it's one of the key pleasures of having a Roomba.
0: Yeah. Auto vax on <laughs> Dirt Patrol. Yep. Beep, beep, yeah. beep. <laughs> like, <laughs> Look at it. It's a, it does a job. It's cute. Yeah. I love it so much. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh beep. <baby>.
1: Uh, <laughs> this part begins the chapter eight. Push it. Uh, mm-hmm. which appropriately takes place at a, at a dance club, Pat calls you saying like, Hey, uh, we need you to DJ tonight. Our usual guy didn't show up. Um, yep. And um, there is
0: a DJ here who is uh, a little pixel version of perturberator Ooh, neat. As a cameo. And they were going to do other cameos mm-hmm. uh, with the, uh, the different people in the game. But then they realized like, we don't want to have, we can only set so many levels. Uh, right. Be be playing. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You know, we don't want to just have, you know, the guy from Moon just get brained.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Um, The first floor of this is really tough. Uh, We have the dance floor Mm -hmm. at the center. All these Russian mobsters are in the middle, are are there. Um, And it's like a panopticon. It's surrounded by windows and they can see out um, on all sides. So you kind of have to, like, for me, carefully clear out the uh, the perimeter hallways before uh, figuring out how to best draw them out of that very heavily
3: fortified position.
0: It's worth noting you can shoot through windows as well. Yes. So if you can get an angle on these dudes, mm-hmm. you can use that that transparency to, transparency to your advantage. But it's really difficult to get an angle on one without one of the other ones getting an angle on you. Yes. Um, second floor is nothing really uh, special, but when you get to the third floor, there are skywalks, um, these three parallel hallway hallways that are lined with glass. Um, so you have to shoot across the level through the glass. Again, giving you this John Woo, mm-hmm. you know, shatter glass everywhere
3: experience yeah Yeah. uh
1: afterwards you go to the grocery store and beard says hey i have something important to tell you uh all of this isn't really happening um and uh there's a couple of things here uh (laughs) the biker's body is laying on the floor kind of like flailing with half of his head caved in like the dialogue comes up and it's just gurgling and stuff um and then to show that like hey this isn't really happening um, beard makes the biker's body disappear.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is fully, you know, uh, spoiler at the end of part two, we died. Yeah. Uh, and th- this is, this is all hallucination, mm-hmm. you know, uh, of, of some kind, like our brain is totally broken. Yeah. You're in part three. Um, we go into chapter nine crackdown, uh, where Rick from the real estate office calls says he's arranged a showing for you. um and uh this is really cool like i love these ones that mess with the uh the format (laughs) um it just feels like a normal level but when you get upstairs we hear sirens approaching and it says chapter clear but there's a sniper laser moving around on the second floor yeah like the police are going to try to snipe you
1: yeah um and they're flooding in from the front door uh like you get the chapter clear uh before you even kill the rest of the mobsters you know, like okay, yeah. like you, like you have to get out of here because the police are coming. Uh, and the police are tough; they're incredibly mobile as they flood in.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, so you had to avoid them on your way out, which is really cool. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, again, I love these ones that break the format. Yeah. Um, when you, uh, you head to the pizzeria, there's a dead mobster outside. And he's giving you a uh, dark corners of the earth dialogue. Mm-hmm. Like he looks like a dark corners of the earth NPC. And he's mm-hmm. saying things like, we don't talk to strangers around here.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, he is missing his jaw and his like tongue is lolling out, which is just one of the most upsetting things to me. Yeah. Like in de- depicting ways shit. that heads can be, you know, <laughs> can, can be dismantled. Oh yeah. Oh.
0: yeah. Um, I, I, don't, uh, the idea that this, this, this skull is made up of like multiple parts. Mm-hmm. I don't even like having teeth. like those should just be part of the skull like i don't Mm -hmm. yeah i don't i don't like any of this yeah going on inside here
1: and he's like he's pet while he's saying this he's petting a similarly dead dog you know one of the dobermans that you've been killing yeah
0: yeah Uh, matching dog
1: and unfortunately when you walk in uh walk inside uh beard is lying dead on the floor uh in a pool of his own blood Mm -hmm. and there's a new rude guy at the cash register this is a real person who shows up uh later on in this but also in the sequel
0: Mhm. Yeah. Uh one of the rude boys. Yeah. Um this goes on to chapter 10, hot and heavy. Uh Thomas calls uh from the downtown relaxation, <laughs> a, which is you know probably like a spa of some kind. you mm-hmm. fill in for uh reception because another guy is out sick. Um and this is a big level. Yeah. Um you know lots of floors, lots of wings. Um this is uh maybe the first level, but maybe had another one with a hub.
1: Yeah, where you have to go
0: upstairs through different uh, different stairwells to get to different access points of the second floor. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, Um, Uh, kind of the 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 centerpiece of the difficulty here is like this uh, big room with these like little uh, like almost uh, you think like uh, uh, massage stations or whatever. Uh, it's like mm-hmm. a, like a large chamber with four rooms arranged two by two, where all of the inside walls face each other, or uh, all of the inside walls are glass and they face each other. Uh, yeah. So when you when you go in and deal with one, odds are very good that the others will see you and fire in.
0: Well, there's also tons of patrols in this level.
1: Yeah, they go around the uh-huh. side and through the middle.
0: So you have to, you know, and one of the things that's like a weird little note of this game that is counterintuitive is once you leave the elevator, you can't go back in. Yes. Um, you can't use it as cover. So if you can stay in the elevator, you know, long enough to use it as cover, uh, that can actually be a big advantage. Like you can get cornered in there very easily, but otherwise, as soon as you leave the elevator in this level, you're a sitting duck. Mm -hmm. Um, very, very tricky. The way they balance this is the guys in the perimeter have melee weapons. Yes. Um, or for the most part, I think there's one that has a shotgun. Mm -hmm. Um, when you go and write your vhs tape for the night um that mean dude the rude rude boy is there uh standing over beard's corpse again you know mm-hmm. and he looks at you he says like oh i think you know i think you look familiar but i'm not sure where i've seen you before yeah I'm like yeah you worked at the pizza place brother <laughs> um, yeah.
1: you look familiar too uh but no. the previous guy didn't you know didn't remark on it it was fine <laughs> he was polite <laughs>
0: We get into chapter 11 deadline which is my favorite chapter of the game mm-hmm. um the combat puzzle at the end of this is very fun to me yeah um so the uh when we wake up uh the dead film producer that we from part one who we uh who had the the lady with the needle is standing by your fridge dead missing an eye mm-hmm. and when you talk to him he says get away from him like you're <laughs> literally being haunted yep uh, by this shit
1: yeah, uh, you get a call from Jim uh, from the office, and he's looking to the camera, going, "Ah."
0: What are you
1: doing? <laughs> and saying, saying like, "Oh, the CIA is great." Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but he says, Time for some "Good news." So. <laughs> but he says, "Oh, your reports due tonight," and you know, it's like it's really you know kind of chastising you, like you know you're on thin ice, Mister. Uh, and they give you an address, uh, but uh, the phone clicks several times as they hang up. Uh, that is yeah. new and different.
0: Yeah, movie shorthand for being tapped yes uh, i think Mm -hmm. um so this is tough you go through this uh, this office building moving through several like pretty tricky floors um and the kind of gimmick to this is every entrance when you come out somebody is alert like immediately Mm -hmm. so you are thinking fast um this is very specifically setting you up yeah you know for uh you know since this phone was tapped uh this is a trap yeah um after you do the top floors you head back downstairs and immediately like I, it feels like it breaks the rules of the game Yep. Yeah. like i can't i can't put into words how much i love this like uh-huh. a car pops through the the wall of the front door and tries to run you over
1: yeah and um, succeeds this will
0: take multiple, yeah succeeds like this will take you multiple tries like you have to be really really you know quick mm-hmm. to avoid this enemies flood out while somebody pops out of the top and starts throwing molotov cocktails at you yep this is so fucking hard. Like, the dudes who fly out, there are uh, the heavies as well, mm-hmm. not just the normal guys. And this is just this was like a really tricky combat puzzle.
1: Yeah, so many people like, quick packed into this limo. Yeah,
0: the clown limo. <laughs> mm-hmm. you no, know, it's it's like the like the presidential motorcade, aka the clown limo. <laughs> Got him. Um, Got him. Uh, the fire when from the Molotov cocktails is uh-huh. unique to this level. Like there are no other Molotov cocktails, and uh, they they leave an area of hazard mm-hmm. for quite a while that only hurts you, not the enemy. Yeah. Um. So they can walk through it, but you cannot. Um. Just really, really hard mm-hmm. trying to figure out what it wanted me to do, but not frustrating.
1: Yeah. Like, it once just, I
0: realized like, I could dodge the van.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, it just requires a lot of fancy footwork to get around this because there's no, you know, most of the other encounters, like, you can kind of meter uh, and limit the, you know, the number of people running at you and from which direction you have no control Mm -hmm. over the app. But here you have to do a lot of flawless kills all in a row.
0: Yep. And you, you know, you're kind of limited by what it's another thing, too, where the level proceeding always impacts the level you're doing because you're choosing what weapon you take into it. Um, here you're being asked to do way more, you mm-hmm. know, like if on the first floor, you know, whether you bring a shotgun or, uh, AK up to the second floor will make a difference. Uh, but there'll be more weapons up there Yeah. here. The only things that are around are the things you left. Yeah. Uh, down here. And if you are, you, you think you're done, the game told you you're done. Mm-hmm. You head down here without a weapon or with an empty weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that much trickier possible, uh, you know, but definitely challenging.
1: Yeah. You're going to have to, you know, just hope that the first guy that you're able to down a, that you're going to be able to get the execution. Uh, but B hope that they're holding something that will be useful to you. As you do a a very quick trade where,
0: yeah, you were you killed another guy on the floor, you know, and you left their gun. Mm Um, I love this again. Every time it happens, it's surprising.
1: (laughs) me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, also, like, nothing has deformed the levels up to this point. So the fact that it just plows through the entrance and, you know, changes, you know, changes the geometry uh, is also kind of a a subversion of the uh, of the previously established patterns.
0: Yep. Yep, yep. Um, The uh, after you kill him, after you kill the Molotov cocktail guy or you kill everyone and then the Molotov cocktail guy surrenders, uh, begs for his life, but you finish him off you mm-hmm. stomp on him and set him on fire by the sword <laughs> uh, and you go to the bar uh, which is full of corpses and you can't get a drink the guy says it's vip night so you should scram uh, <laughs> incredibly like kafkask and lynchian like yep you know <laughs> yeah, vip no. and everyone is fucking dead <laughs> yep no, no no room
1: no room every yeah it's ever, yeah. uh, all the space is taken up by the people you've killed you monster when there's no
0: more room in club hell uh <laughs> the dead will walk over to the arby's across the street
1: And say, what do you mean the Jamocha machine's broken?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Give me that damn horsey Jamocha. Uh, (laughs) Disgusting. Uh, This uh, brings us into part four, Connections.
1: Yes. Uh, So when you return to your apartment, uh, the woman is dead in your bathroom. Uh, And there's a man in a rat mask uh, sitting on the couch. Uh, watching the TV and before you can even, you know, say much of anything, he doesn't really even say anything either. Uh, he shoots you and you wake up in a dream version of your apartment. Your corpse is lying on the floor, uh, of the living room and the rooster mask is sitting on the couch saying, you know, looks like it's only you and me left by now. You know, the other two, the horse and the owl have left. And it gives you kind of a wham line here saying, you know, I'll let you in on a secret, you know what you do from now on will have no purpose. You will never see the full picture and it's all your fault.
0: Yep. 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 Uh, you know, the implication here, like, again, none of this stuff is really happening, but that they send a hit out on him. They're covering their tracks. Mm -hmm. Uh, these are, and these mask people, uh, are not the people behind. No, any of this shit, you know, it's worth noting. Mm -hmm. Um, he says, "Like, hey, you look like you could use a rest. Though, there's a warm bed across the hall. When you walk out, there's a hospital bed there. Um, <laughs> you, are, you are lying in it, and your head explodes. And you fall over, uh, and we introduce Chapter Twelve, which is really controversial. Yeah, uh, in this game, um, because it is not fun. Yeah, uh, it is. It is frustrating and queasy in a way that is very disempowering, as opposed to empowering.
3: Yeah."
1: Uh, I'm, I'm fine with this. This is also like everything else short, you know, it's only two floors. Uh, but yeah, this is chapter 12 trauma, uh, so-called because you are in the hospital, that little dream where you go from the apartment to the, you know, to, to, to the hospital bed, you know, like that's where you physically are possibly Mm -hmm. maybe, uh, there's this angry cop who's saying like, Hey, when is he going to wake up? um you know he's been in a coma for weeks uh, the cops need you as a suspect the other guy who was in the uh who was in the apartment uh isn't talking he doesn't have any information uh you know this guy's our only shot basically
0: yeah he's in lockup. you know and this is we hear this even though we're in a coma yeah because we're going to act on this um we'll wake up july 21st on a beer house
3: Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the hospital
0: um, about two months later and this section we had to sneak out of the hospital um, timing both just when cops are not looking reading the paper when interns are not looking at you and when you are having these kind of attacks
1: Yeah. um, Yeah.
0: you'll have on a rhythm where you'll kind of grab your head and the screen static's out and you can't move during this section Mm -hmm. Um, you don't die you just have to start over you just get sent back to your room we had to sneak out two floors
3: yes this.
1: yeah like when you get down to the first floor uh you, these doctors are on patrol they can see through windows like even in the little con- conference rooms or whatever um you know you don't get sent all the way up back up to your bed if you get caught uh it's still checkpoints at the um at the stairs which is nice um i'm generally fine with this this isn't as onerous as say like um the disempowered take all your weapons away stealth level and like max pain which is lengthy yeah
0: you know? yeah uh, but but similar kind of rhythm. I'm glad they don't play this card uh, more than once. Yeah. Here. Like, if this were more than one level, mm-hmm. uh, that would be really frustrating. Same. Um, this leads us into, you know, we get home. Um, we find out our car, you know, our car has been vandalized. Your which is car, DeLorean, which is a sweet DeLorean, small. of course. Yeah, sweet DeLorean. Um, your house has been totally ransacked. Uh, but you get in your hamper and put on your old clothes, which just clears your mind. Mm-hmm. And you leave in the car. You have a target. You know, they have the guy who killed your the lady in lockup and he's not talking.
1: Yeah. So uh no big deal. We're just gonna go um take on all of the police and get to somebody who is in jail. We're gonna do a break in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know, what is this human revolution? <laughs> um, you know, great stuff. Um, we're assaulting this uh this police department, you know, we had to fight through three floors. Um, until we get to the the end of it, the chief, which is on the last floor, the third floor, standing in a room in the center with two SMGs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Just like, yeah, you know, this really bites my cannoli. You know, <laughs> Chief Justice is gonna. You
1: know, yeah, but um, like yeah. he's he's not a. I mean a yeah, it, it, cab whatever but like he's not a bad guy like he's not portrayed as like villainous He's like all right you know just try 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 and get out of this alive everybody you know this is what we this is what we trained for let's just try and get through this kind of guy
0: yeah this yeah. guy this guy is destroying miami yeah <laughs> he needs you to know? be stopped <laughs> yeah like i mean he's only killing bad guys you yeah. know which is part of the point the developers make at the end but uh-huh. also like yeah he's not he's not a bad guy outside of a cab reasons yeah so uh
1: but yeah you you know make your way around the perimeter kill the guy you do have to go in and um pick up a uh pick up the key to the cell um and when you uh when you open it uh uh the killer is the rude guy from the stores so he also mm-hmm. was getting the phone calls you know and he his mask was a was a rat's mask and he says hey i'm really sorry about that i was nothing personal you know, you you, you should know. <laughs> like, is it personal yeah. when you go to it?
0: Right? Yeah. 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 We're not so different, you and I. Right. You know. Uh he's you know, it's like, hey, you know, have you been you've know, in those calls, you know, we get it. I don't have any information for you, but the police might have files. Yeah. So you can go check that out. Uh he doesn't bother begging for his life. Killing him is optional. Mm-hmm. But it does feel like something that uh helmet would do,
2: yes. or jacket would do,
0: rather. Mm-hmm. Uh so I don't I do not understand sparing this guy yeah. know, the good the low chaos points in holla miami yeah um you know but you strangle him to death and now we need vengeance we're figuring out we know who's behind it yes go to a degree go to chapter 14
1: right yeah. uh so uh you're back at the apartment uh the case file is all laid out uh you've been drawing connections between all of this uh it's pepe sylvia Um, uh, but, uh, it talks about when you, when you examine it saying, okay, people are being threatened, uh, into doing this killing. Um, and it mentions that calls are traced to this club that has ties with the rough and with the, uh, uh, Russian mafia network.
0: Yeah. Uh, and you have not been threatened right into doing any of his killings you just did it because it was there which is your first kind of like hole in the story yeah you know this this would be a sensible video game narrative mm-hmm. like people being blackmailed into doing this stuff be uh, it's not yeah. what happened to you like right. you you are imposing this order onto the chaos you know the same way that rules or story imposes order onto play right you know um so we do this at this kind of basic level uh the first level is a monster truck showroom, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh don't get a lot of games take place in that kind of thing. And you yeah. can't shoot around it. It acts as a wall. Yeah. Which I really you know, I had a very funny like Benny hill ask chase around it. On their monster truck, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, with a guy. Mm-hmm. Um and the second floor has some museum exhibits that are glass, like you can see through them and shoot through them. Yeah. They're the opposite of monster trucks. <laughs>
2: glass,
1: the opposite of monster trucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you get to the boss's office and he says, oh, you can take whatever you want from the safe over there. Uh, but you have to know, like, I'm not the boss. You know, it goes higher than me. I'm just, a, you know, you're running this place. Uh, and he gives you an address. And I think there's an option to spare him. But of course, cave his head in. Uh, nobody is handing yeah. out low chaos points in this game.
0: Uh, and we get to final chapter, which is not the final chapter. Right. Uh, called showdown, which is just a boss fight. Um, we go through, uh, this area. There's nobody and nobody you have to kill mm-hmm. up until you get up to the, the second floor where we see the leader of the mob, uh, who is, uh, has a haircut and kind of looks like, uh, Elrond from Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, he does. You know to I mean? like yeah. he's got the, he's got the Elrond haircut.
1: Got the bangs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. just like not a great look. <laughs> um, and hilariously, this guy sits at a desk with a ninja assistant and two panthers. <laughs> um, just incredible stuff.
1: Just real Chuck Norris straight to DVD vibes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, first E6 is Panthers on you. The only weapon uh, in the room is this trophy um, off mm-hmm. to the side, uh, which you uh, run over and grab. Use that to be to be to beat his uh, uh, Panthers to death. His second in command, this Ninja Woman, uh, then proceeds to attack. She has like throwing knives and whatever, but you know all you need to do is get in one hit. Uh, that mm-hmm. is fine and the boss says like oh you know you're a real, real brutal kind of guy some of the ultra violence or whatever and then he joins the fray with his uh, smgs
0: yeah which he he behaves differently than other people with smgs like mm-hmm. if he just did a beat on you you'd be dead yes um he sweeps the room yeah uh so you can you can dodge this it's very video gamey but again who cares yeah um you have to use, you can't close the distance on a melee. You have to grab the ninjas throwing knives Mm -hmm. and he can take a hit. Uh, You have to hit him multiple times before he drops his guns. Yes. Um, he knows how this will end. So he shoots himself to deny you the pleasure. Yes. Of killing him. He knows that you caved in all those heads. Um, and the, uh, the phone rings on the desk and you think you're going to pick this up, you know, and, uh, get, you know, the, your handlers or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it's the boss boss. Yeah. Um, it's an old cranky man. Who's like, Hey, keep the noise down. Uh, I hate phones. Yeah. (laughs) Grand Reno above us of some kind.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Who hates telephones. So you you go up and you're like, okay, like what's the racket? Uh, the caller is this old man in a wheelchair, uh, sitting in his bedroom. This is like the mafia Don, um, you know, and he says, all right, well, okay. You, You worked your way up here. Just, uh, get it over with and you shoot him." Cause of course you do. And Mm -hmm. jacket steps up to the uh, steps up to the balcony, lights up a cigarette, and then kind of looks at this photograph and then releases it into the wind. We don't see what's on that photo until, uh, uh, until hotline Miami too.
0: Yeah. 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 And this is like a hero narrative. You know, again, your you and also your avatar are imposing order onto this chaos. Like, Oh, like no, this is me climbing up the ranks to get revenge for my dead girlfriend. Yeah. Like That's the kind of story this is.
1: You know, just just kind of forgetting that uh, you know, you were brought into this by the by the phone calls and the calls could not have been like logically should not have been involved in uh uh in, in this at all, because A, the phone calls, why would the mafia be telling you to kill itself? Um yeah, and this old man I, directly says <laughs> like we're not going to uh you know
0: like I, I hate phones you know i don't think that at any point this was implied to be your handlers i mm-hmm. think it's your your handlers were having you kill these guys mm-hmm. but you you know at this point once your girlfriend dies it's like okay now we have a story yeah you know the story is this rip roaring tale of revenge and it's asking you to forget you know it, it's important that the story doesn't creep in until you get that head trauma Right. You know, like, you know, you, uh, yeah, you, you yeah. get, uh, you get shot and now there's a story. Yeah. N- get, now uh, it's BIA'd, like, you know.
1: we're going to, we're going we're gonna to go take out the, take out the mob who have literally nothing to do with your, your girlfriend being killed or you getting shot. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like you've been taking out the mob, but they're not really your enemy. Mm-hmm. And you also didn't have to pick up the phone and just do whatever the person said. Mm-hmm. Like if that were true. You'd be constantly changing your uh, cable. Yep. Constantly changing your insurance. I have
1: so many you know, auto warranties, Gary. It's yeah. it's killing like, you, me. You it's killing kind of me.
0: Yes. Like the 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 telephone telemarketing would destroy the premise of the movie Yes Man. Because June <laughs> Carry would be in the poorhouse immediately. Yeah. You know, just saying yes to everything.
1: Oh. You know?
0: how... and not answering the phone is kind of saying no to it. So like mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, a normal person doesn't answer their phone. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how normal it is, but I haven't answered my phone in like three years or something oh,
1: like of that course. yeah it's only a maniac would pick up their phone come on
0: i don't know why you would do that um we go into part five it's not the end mm-hmm. of the game um this is kind of called answers and the date stamp kind of rewinds back to the end of may um and we see a character biker who's familiar mm-hmm. um he's the guy we beat up with the golf club um he's shaking down the bartender here asking about the phone calls and the bartender can only offer, he's like, no, they're like a sick game. You know, you got to give me more than that. He's like doing his Rorschach mm-hmm. thing. Um, he's like, you should look into the Blue Dragon Chinese restaurant. Yes. You know, uh, it doesn't matter if you kill me. I'm as good as dead for sharing this information. Right. With you. We're in a uh, different kind of movie now.
1: Yeah. Um. And Biker has a different relationship with the violence. Like, is more prone to, like, mm-hmm. spare people and stuff.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, you, uh, you have an entirely different play style with the, these last five chapters of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't pick up weapons off the ground. You have uh, your knife, which is quick and long and great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have three throwing knives that you can recover only on the condition that they miss. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but you cannot use guns.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, the g- guns can only be used on you, so you only get uh, three ranged kills um, against them.
0: And you have to aim them very carefully.
1: Right. Because, um, you know, it moves which, slower than bullets. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, and you just have to be, like, locked on perfectly. Like, some of these are very long-distance throws. Yeah. Um, I ended up using—these are the levels I ended up taking slower Mm -hmm. uh, than all of the jacket levels Right. for me. These were more carefully considered puzzles and order of operations for me.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, so chapter sixteen here, uh, you head over to this uh, Chinese restaurant. Uh, not too tough. This is just kind of getting you uh, getting your sea legs with the new uh, new play style. Like the, the kind of one of the big difference here is that there are these paper dividers uh, that look like they will block sight, but they really don't. Like enemies will yeah. you know see you and hear you through them and charge through them. Um, but that's that's pretty much it. It's just kind of teaching you to uh, uh, you know use your throwing knives to get people at a distance and around corners and stuff.
0: Yeah. And to draw people in. Yeah. You know, this is where I started doing the thing where I would peekaboo out of a corner and see if I can get somebody to chase me. Oh, yeah. Which is very funny. <laughs> uh, very like babysitting, babysitter move. <laughs> you get know? um, to the kitchen, you shake down the chef. Uh, he says, whoever's making these calls is using the telephone company to cover the tracks. So you have to hack into it. Um, you know, the culprits must have some kind of political agenda. Yeah. You know, um, we start out, we have no leads mm-hmm. for a little bit. Um, Until we get to chapter 17, fun and games, we're just hanging out in Biker's, you know, cleaner, better apartment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Until he gets a message about missing his appointment last night. Um, They're angry about it. Like, you didn't do your thing. Here's a new address for today's meeting. You know, it will not be tolerated. Yeah. Uh, So this is somebody who is taking, you know... The different path, like he started getting these calls, and instead of being like, oh, yeah, might as well, mm-hmm. uh, he's like, no, I'm not going to play along, and I'm going to get the people who are doing this to me.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it's not uh, stated because Biker never really talks uh, until uh, we're going to get that moment there a little little bit later on. Um, But, um, uh, you know, it's kind of like, okay, he only does this once they start threatening him. Like, okay, I'm going to go there and see what this is. Uh, And you end up clearing out a fun center, an arcade uh, that is full of the Russian mob.
0: Yep. Uh, Made me very nostalgic for arcades and fun centers. Yep. My immunity day is tomorrow. So I'm still figuring out uh, what I'm going to do. Yeah. Excited. Um, and I love a level set in an arcade. Yep. Uh, even though this is very hard. I just love that. Yeah. Um, when you clear out the floors, you can leave. This was, you know, just sending a message here. Yeah. Um, going to chapter 18 prank call, uh, you get a call from Jane asking for another date, you know? Um, so just saying like, Hey, do this again. Mm-hmm. Um, And the, uh, we go over to phone home, you know, the, the place that, uh, is cover. Um, Mm -hmm. and this is how the people in phone home got slaughtered. Um, you don't have to kill them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like biker would not, you know, helmet would not, but when you came here as jacket and saw everybody slaughtered, this is that level from a different perspective.
1: Yes. Uh, you know, you get upstairs and the manager begs, uh, uh, begs for his life. You do end up having to kill him to hack into the computers. Like he will stop you from doing Mm -hmm. it. Um, and what you're doing is you're trying to, uh, get the location of the collars before whoever they have on the inside at the phone company, um, uh, wipes the information away.
0: Yep. Um, and then jacket comes in, you know, if we remember he got that emergency call, like, Hey, there's a problem at, we have a prank caller. Mm hmm. You know, uh, you change of plans, here's your emergency mission, go take out this guy. You went there and, and got your head caved in, yep. and had a dying fantasy uh, about <laughs> the the game, you know, heroically saving your girlfriend. In fact, uh, you can just take him out.
1: Yeah. As a uh, the dialogue is different. So, like, remember when Jack, when you came here as Jacket, you know, the guy said, hey, you're dead meat. Like, and you know, bikers in the biker's version of, of events, like, Hey, you don't have to do this, you know, stop, stop, stop advancing toward me. Um, and you have your little fight, like you can kill him while he is going for the, um, while he's going for the golf clubs. Uh, and you, yep. you know, the biker says to, you know, his, his inner body, like, you know, I gave, I gave you a chance to live, you know, like you, you didn't give me any options.
0: Yep. Uh, we get to our final chapter. I uh, hear chapter 19, where somebody calls from the Tombstone Company saying yours will be ready before the weekend is out. Yeah, which is an amazing threat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. Oh man, uh, <laughs> what size coffin do you use, sir?
0: Yeah. Think <laughs> like, uh, face up or face down? Yeah. How uh, would you choose? Um, the uh, and when you leave uh, through the front door, we, one of the janitors sees you and rushes out towards a manhole cover. Yeah. Before getting you, like we knew these guys were the scumbags. These are the scumbags. Yes. Um, yeah. So we head downstairs.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and then you get. Then you go to their uh, uh, their little like hideout. There's no combat in this. Um, you, you you go to their hideout, and then the other janitor uh, leaves and runs. Uh, that th- that's where they, that's where he goes down the manhole. Um, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You see one in your apartment, and then one and the one it is uh, it is hideout. Uh, there is a um, uh, a computer here that is locked with a password. If you have picked up all of the puzzle pieces and you know did did, did the junior jumble there to get the passphrase, I was born in the USA. Um, mm-hmm. then uh, you will be able to uh, look in. Uh, to their computer and, you know, the biker finds something interesting, he just remarks on it. Uh, you don't learn what it is until he talks to, uh, talks to the the janitors downstairs when you go down to confront them and they're a little hacker den.
0: Yeah. Uh, so you to, this is your branch in terms of ending. Um, if you don't have the password, um, the, the janitors are in the basement and they don't answer anything. They basically just seem like shitheads and they tease you yeah about it um you know they do say like it's not like any of the people we were having you kill were saints like we've made this city better
2: mm-hmm.
0: by doing this so there's kind of like a birds of prey vigilante kind of thing like yeah just yeah. activate a bunch of agents to do batman stuff by remote mm-hmm. you know uh almost but you get more context if you have the password uh here and this is where the first tip of it being like i don't find this additive at all yeah like yeah there the I read before like the Aaron Signal video on this, he talks about how this feels like a joke mm-hmm. for the developers. Like if you spend all this time hunting pixels, you get this big story that doesn't change your experience whatsoever.
1: Right. That had. <laughs> like it just kind of adds this like international intrigue kind of you know, kind of thing to it. Cause the detail that you learn is that these janitors are nationalists. Uh yeah. that that are basically you know using these sleeper agents finding vulnerable people uh to kill you know to, pro- to to perform these hits on russians because they want to topple the russo-american coalition uh that kind of yes. formed after this war uh that the you know the the cold war went hot and you know because this this is revealed as an alternate history but like they're just the tip of the iceberg they're part of this organization called 50 blessings and they're going to change the world and like okay sure but you know, it's not really satisfying,
0: you know? Yeah. You know, the, the, I'm stealing the point, but it's because I like it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like the, the, uh, the thing that the Chris says in there in signal thing is like, this game is about game narratives and adding context to play, mm-hmm. you know? And that is an interpretation. I think there's slightly more than that going on, but that is yeah. an interpretation. I like a lot mm-hmm. for this because, you know, he doesn't really talk about it in his video, but the idea of uh jacket Adding that context after a, tr- a head injury feels very transparent to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, I have to be in a story. Yeah. You know, and this is like, if you do all the video game good boy things, you're in a story. You're not displaying a toy.
1: Yeah. Like, you, the, know? The, you know, okay, so we can change the reason why, you know, or give more of a reason why, but it actually doesn't change anything that you've done, really. You know. <laughs> yeah.
0: And and that's not something I 100% ascribe to in video games, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, I do think context matters. Yeah. Theme games, matters, but yeah. I think this is a, a pretty good articulation of a way that it doesn't. Yes. You know, it's like, uh, again, you know, ties to the witness. Like this game is espousing a philosophy fairly well that I find a kind of a little bit abhorrent, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, it's still interesting and well put out as yep. a thing. And it is undeniably true in terms of what I played, mm-hmm. you know, knowing any of this stuff, doing these things didn't help. Um, I still just had a lot of fun and I wasn't just like hammering past the dialogue and stuff because I love the mood of it, but I was playing for that one more turn, like get me into another apartment complex. I have to clear of piles of pixels. Yes. You know, um, this is, uh, this gets expanded upon greatly in hotline Miami too.
1: Yeah. Which, Uh, I mean, it jumps around on a timeline kind of showing events, you know, in a very, very, um you know cha- chaotic uh continuity uh that goes yeah. that kind of looks at the war that led up to this and also uh shows you know exactly how far the reach of the 50 blessings goes
0: yeah and i i know i've talked about you know that game being less well thought of like i like how i too mm-hmm. just a you know, to, to clarify, I just don't like it as much as this one. Yeah, um, but I think it's a good game. I think it's it's worth playing. Yeah, um, you have the option here with the janders to uh, kill them or spare them in either ending.
1: Yeah, doesn't matter. You know?
0: <laughs> yep, because uh, of course it doesn't. Like if it mattered, what mm-hmm. would what would this game even be? Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, and then you get the uh, get the credits. Yep, uh, biker motors away to Sister Christian mm-hmm. and enjoys his life uh, free of therapy.
1: Uh, no, (laughs) he's he's a fucking wreck. He's been living out in the desert (laughs) because (laughs) if he's near civilization, 50 blessings will get him, dude.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I know. I just, 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 I was trying to make everybody who's listening feel like they had a happy ending.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um,
0: Yeah. And that's how I am Amy. Yeah. It's fun. Um, Yeah. It's real fun. Good game. Like, uh, real breezy. Mm-hmm. You know, very satisfying in terms of like Twitch action in a way that really works for me. Yep, and uh, I love the mood.
1: Yep, of it. just uh, know, d- it, just it was, dripping with aesthetic.
0: If it were, you know, twice as long or three times as long, probably not. No, nope, probably be you too know, much. It, it is a game that like really benefits from being a bite size game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Agreed. And, uh, yeah. Ever ever since we did it for Comrade, I've wanted to talk about it. greater length i'm glad i got a chance yeah viva la vanity pick
1: (laughs) good times yeah i don't know that i have Um, anything more to add
0: no yeah i mean it is it's very simple like even if it is fun like i hope that we did a good job of articulating the interesting stuff it does uh but it is pretty simple as well yeah um thanks everybody for listening we appreciate you Mm -hmm. if uh if you have anything to say about hotline miami or the other games that we are doing in june which are The Witness and Super Mario 3D World, uh, hit us up at duckfeed.tv slash contact.
1: Yes. Um, If you have thoughts about the games that we are covering in July, um, which are... Oh uh, wait a minute! I just about Horizon revealed Zero games Dawn. that we that we <laughs> we haven't revealed those yet. Yeah, uh, if you have thoughts about uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, the Stanley Parable, or Prey, uh, the deadline for that is uh, July the fifteenth. Or
0: Heat Signature.
1: Oh yes, yeah. There's one more yeah. of those, isn't there? Oops. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: Stanley Parable also a big part of that early. Uh, indie like when I got into indie games, mm-hmm. tons of affection for yeah, the
1: 2011, 2013 to the, the 2011 to 2013 corridor. Yeah.
0: yeah, What a golden age for like mm-hmm. getting into that stuff. Yeah. You know, I know that like some of the popular opinion about some of those games has, you know, has shifted, uh especially with the great softening, you know, like now our indie games have to be a uh, tender frog house, mm-hmm. um you know, but uh I really do. uh I really have a lot of affection for that. Yeah. teaching me that uh, games could be that way yep um isaac <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. so um, uh if you have things to say about multiple games please write in multiple emails mm-hmm. uh, it helps us out quite a bit
1: please do um otherwise you can go to patreon.com slash duck tv and um if you have any money that you would like to uh, kick to us if you find that we create a product that has value for you Um, You can get cool stuff in return, uh, like the full premium episodes, uh, Super Mario 3D World and Prayer, both those premium episodes, um, and -hmm. also access to, like, whole bonus shows, Bonfireside Chat, Unfilmable, uh, $10, you get the uh, uh, Adaptation Decay. Uh, It's all a good time.
0: Yeah we have a couple slots left for sponsored games Mm -hmm. for for 2021 so if you want to uh go to that tier and choose a game for us to do um you can do that but fairly soon we're going to be kicking to 2022 um or closing off the tier for a couple months or we'll figure something out so uh you know i understand that's a lot of money not pressuring anyone to do that but if it's something you're interested in uh your chance to get that done in a timely way might pass you by fairly soon yes so um yeah, and in, uh, until next time, what should they watch out for, Cole?
1: Um, watch out for answering machines, which nobody has, so that'll be pretty easy now.
0: There's that isn't that there that uh that no doubt song Spiderwebs is about answering machines and how scary I've, they are. Um maybe. The video is at least. I don't I don't remember very much about the song, but I remember yeah. the video being about like phones coming at you and answering machines like chasing yeah. Gwen Stefani around
1: no i mean the lyrics right. are pretty much just about being caught in webs. so it's like oh i walked into a shed and like ah cobwebs and all that
0: well, no she, she talks about leaving a message on a machine uh maybe in it the spiderwebs are definitely a, a metaphor for i'm, I'm most
1: i'm mostly just thinking of the of the chorus which is which is all i know um yeah, yeah. there's are, are star 69 It was like any of these, any of these songs that are just based on outdated telephone technology that nobody has context for. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, time and weather, (laughs) you know, there's a phone number you'd call to get the time and weather. Yeah. Incredible. Huh?